Hi, and welcome to the latest episode of SAP Chat. I'm in uh, Birmingham at the SAP User Group at the Birmingham ICC. And, uh, and joining me today are uh, Vincent Cruz, uh, MD of Neptune Software, uh, Ben McGrail, uh, MD and owner of Xmateria Data, and uh, also Jonathan Lake, SAP Business Manager with AWS. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me. Um, the purpose really today was obviously we're at the SAP User Group Annual Conference, and I thought it'd be a good chance to actually just sit back and say, well, we've listened to the keynotes now. It's midday on the, uh, on the first day of the conference. And, and what was our key takeaways? What do, what do we feel from both, both from Craig and from Paul and uh, uh, Mikhail as well? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to go first, Geron. Um So I, I thought it was interesting and I particularly enjoyed uh, the, the session from Britvic as well. Uh, mm. Can I just say that? Um, yeah, there's a few things that really, uh, really struck me. Uh, one was the, uh, the extent to which SAP are moving as a cloud company uh, mm-hmm. really, really came out. Um, the number of uh, S4 uh, implementations that we have to go is still... Uh, it's still a lot. So there's 75% of organizations uh, have yet to move to, to S4. That yeah. was my reading of it. Uh, there's clearly going to be a big push on rise uh, during the course of, of next year. Um, but I also, what, what, what struck me was the, um, from an SAP point of view, as they move towards being a cloud company, there's a lot of concern exactly what what RISE means for, for organizations mm. um, and also the level of training and expertise that's out there in the marketplace to support these uh, types of uh, of engagements. Yeah, that was, that was something that came out quite uh, significantly as well from... Um, uh, from the Britvit uh, conversation as well, but uh, but training and and lack of skills in the marketplace and and being able to to ramp up to to match them. Ben, ben what do you think? I thought it was interesting how um, when we were here two years ago, the conversation was still largely about licensing and user access, and mm. I think the conversation now is much more where SAP want it themselves to be, which is around S four, mm. um, and I feel it, it's part of that conversation around cloud that maybe they were feeling that like they were slightly left out of is that customers were talking directly to the to the hyperscalers and 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 they could see that channel of innovation going off perhaps without them and and for me for me that's what they're trying to achieve with with rise is is one to grab hold of that that conversation and and be the first point of contact for customers who are who are looking to move to to cloud because remember rise is largely about cloud you know we Mm. talked about inchcape today and we'll see that that presentation later but um Inchcape are the first customer to to go with Rise in the UK, but that that's a cloud move. That's not an S four move, mm. um, and and I think you know that's that's the other objective. The, the clearly the main strategic objective from a commercial point of view from SAP is to be a cloud company, mm. um, and that that came across loud and clear. I think in the in the in the keynote from Mikel this morning. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Vincent, what were your takeaways? <clears throat> yeah, very much the same as that. Um, some messages that did resonate with me is around customer success. Mm. So it was great to see McKill kind of focusing on customer success yeah. as a key message. Um, you mentioned SAP wanting to be a cloud company, and it was actually quite informative to hear them to hear McKill mention that the UKR market is the second biggest cloud market for SAP globally, which is which is great. But on the topic of rise, um, and catching up with some of the SAP folk earlier as well. Mm. It's, you know, 
seems like there's quite a heavy focus on S4 as part of the rise journey, and obviously because SAP want to get that adoption. Mm. But it's almost as if they're forgetting about BTP along the way. Mm. And BTP is such an integral part of the rise journey, but of your entire S4 journey as well. And that, um, you know, they're kind of missing of missing an opportunity there by almost forgetting about BTP. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was interesting that the CIO at Britvic coming on and doing his, his chat about uh, or presentation on uh, on what they've they've done and the SAP analytics cloud, but you know the focus on BTB, and it and it's going to be a, a, a significant one. I think I think also for me there was the the issue about ninety uh, percent of organisations are are trying to remove customizations and and get back to a standard core, and that that for me really, I mean, as somebody was you know along with many of us implementing back in the nineties. Customization was everything. Mm. You know, it was the the real thing. I don't think there was a sign above a CIO's door that said, you know, molds like putty, sets like concrete, um, as a bu- kind of word of warning. But but now, you know, the general f- trend is to move back to a clean core a- a- as as it is possible. And I think that's quite a, a an interesting stat in that, really. Mm. And with, with with that ninety percent um, who are concerned about the amount of customization they have. I, th- I think the change control is more of an issue the more change you do. Mm. Um, you know, there's obviously a, a link there. And as people move to cloud, I think it's going to be one of, and, and particularly if that's a, an S4 journey at the same time, that's, that's the big trade-off, isn't it? Is how much change can you accommodate mm. in, in that move and, and at what end of the scale are are companies when they're making that move to cloud and when they're making that move to S4, is it is it largely a technical move or is it more of a business transformation? And the business transformation is obviously a much bigger task, but that's where you get the value from. Yeah, that's that's something customers are really struggling with. You know, it, it, a, in finding the business case, and in many cases, you know, as I've said before, the business case is actually in the business transformation and the digital tools that it enables further downstream, whether that be on top of SAP or whether that be in a, a, a cloud providers um, owns above that. Um, but, but then, you know, you are in the process of, of moving away from a, just a, a simple upgrade. I use that in inverted commas mm. to, to something much more significant and much more telling. And I thought interesting enough, the CIO from Britvic interested done a lot of extended warehouse management getting all of that out of the way, a lot of the work and remedial work they wanted to do with SAP and the enhancements before going to S4. And it was almost like a conscious decision, let's go and do that, get it, get that out of the way, and then we'll focus on S4. Yeah, and they'd made the decision, um, based on my understanding of, um, of what the CIO said this morning, is they'd gone for the big wins first. Mm. You know, that, that was trade promotions and, um, and, and the supply chain. And... Do, you know, do companies when they're making that move, if they're making that move in steps, do they go with quick wins, or do they go with the big wins first? Um, and and they've clearly made that decision of of going where the value was and 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 taking the making the effort early, and and then letting um, S S four come in as as the third as the third phase. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And and I thought Mikhail's um, sort of uh, speech. I was I think particularly groundbreaking in it, it per se, and not, not that we would expect it at the SAP user conference uh, necessarily, but um, I thought there was a kind of interesting tone about the relationship between the user group and uh, SAP and also the customers themselves. So there was a lot of focus about community, 
I think the, I can't remember the exact term. It's only around uh, creative tensions between the two, which was to be expected and and celebrated in some respects. But there did seem to be much more of a a, a unified approach than perhaps we've seen in the past. Definitely, I think it's um, there's a healthy dynamic I think there between the user group and uh, and SAP, um, and it was telling for me that uh, so many of our customers uh, who came round to the stand uh, said to us that um, you, you know from all the the conversations it's really important that uh, that we focus on uh, an ERP strategy mm. uh, for the long term uh, and that was something that really really came out from from this morning uh, is to is to focus uh, on that uh, but also from the Britvic conversation I think what came out is is focus on those quick wins for, for the business yep. uh, and get the business buy-in uh, to, to focus on those quick wins, but also have a longer-term strategy as well that supports the needs to to move to S4 in the longer term, clean the core SAP system as well, and try as much as possible to get rid of that custom code because that's going to make uh, that upgrade much easier uh, going forward. So th- those were some of the key takeaways that, that I think some of the customers uh, have talked about this morning. Yeah, how about you, Vincent? <coughs> Without even mentioning it, um, the CIO at Britvic kind of telling his story around around the big win approach that he went bringing in S4 at the end, that really does kind of fit the clean core um, you know, message and methodology. So mm. by doing that, they really were kind of looking at, you know, can they make fit for standard work? Mm. Is there any customization that is needed? And can we build it on the edge, on the edge um, tools, and then bring in S4 at the end just to, just to have that clean core in place? So without directly talking about the clean core, you know, his entire strategy and story really did kind of push a clean core message. Yeah. And I, th- I think, um, you know, just going back to the, the objectives of SAP and, and, and that cloud journey, they've been very successful, I think, in terms of customers considering SAP as part of the move to cloud. And you know, SAP rise... Mm. Obviously, all customers will now consider that as a commercial model when they're looking at cloud. Mm. What's going to be interesting is how many choose it because the move to cloud is not necessarily, it's certainly not completely about SAP and and it's Mm. maybe not for some companies, not even largely about SAP. So how how many choose Rise um, and how many many go direct with the hyperscalers or or other other routes, then I think that's going to be... You know, we'll we'll see that develop over the next couple of years, I suppose. Yeah, I, I think the uh, the interesting thing that, that that did come out from Mikael was the uh, reinstatement of the customer success awards, and I think you could tell that he was, you know, he felt strongly that the the the, the awards that used to be that had stopped running needed to be, you know, brought back in, and uh, and there was a focus on customers. He actually made reference to customer success executives now. Um, so SAP will assign an AE and a customer success executive on each mm. account. Much more focus about you know ensuring that the business outcomes of customers and their success, you know, it is is driven uh, and uh, enabled by SAP. And I thought the uh, the awards that they it was only a, 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 a video, but the awards that had had taken place, you know, they were quite varied, didn't they? Some big big names like Vodafone there, but equally Sanctuary were there. Um, providing real support to, you know, um, people really in need during the COVID crisis. Yeah, brought a much more human element, I think, to the conversation rather than talking about 
you know, social purpose. I think I think they demonstrated it with with having Sanctuary as part of that. Mm. Sanctuary is a company that that I've worked with a lot in the past, and it was nice to see Kevin Heslop, the, the head of IT there, up there talking about you know it's not just you know that they're not a they're not a commercial business. You know they they they're in the business of of saving lives. You know they're a they're a social enterprise, and um, to to see what they've been able to do with SAP, I think was. It, it was nice to demonstrate the the value of that beyond beyond the purely commercial. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, sorry, Vincent, you go. Sir. Uh, I was just going to say it, it's it's good to see them kind of creating a new role as a customer success executive and, mm. and not trying to add it on as an additional function of the AE mm. and um, having him expand his role because you know traditionally SAP have always just kind of had the AEs go in, sell, and move on to the next account, yep. which is what they get paid on anyway. But yep. to have a you know, dedicated role for customer success is um, really good and kind of shows SAP now building that role on the back of a lot of messaging that they've, they've created in um, previous FCOMs, but you know now really, really starting to coming through. And customer customer success is so important. I mean, because if your customer isn't happy, then they're going to go somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely. And it was talking about no longer being uh, comped on sort of sales, but on recurring revenues and net promoter scores and those sorts of things. So that 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 did sound like a, a departure from the, the typical SAP salesperson that we come to know. Yeah, I think it's an un, unavoidable net effect as well of the move to subscription pricing. Mm. You know, it's not not about a, a, a perpetual license up front and, and walk away again and come back five years later and try and sell you something else. It's, you know, if, if they want customers to... To renew those subscriptions, then they're going to have to pay a lot more attention to to the to the customer outputs and outcomes of of that of that software. And Jonathan, you obviously you're sat within Amazon. That's your business, you know, recurring revenues and and being sticky with a customer. How do you think that's because there was an announcement there about also um, customers that were on Azure or um, Google. If they moved, then they would be able to move without penalty to a rise-based contract. So I thought it was an interesting dynamic because if customers already made a decision to move to the cloud, I wonder what additional value, apart from the fact that you are then in uh, a subscription-based um, SAP licensing model and the ability after five years to re-benchline that and, and restart. So um, what, what, what's your kind of takeaway from an SAP point of view there? I think, firstly, I wanted to come back to the customer service point mm. because... Um, I think that's all part of the strategy of SAP being a cloud company. Mm. Um, to be a, a cloud company, you need to be very focused mm. on customer service, and and I think that's uh, that, that's a big that's a big part of the strategy. Um, and SAP will be very aware that this is an area that, that they need to improve on mm. certainly. So so that, just to come back to that point, um, I also actually noticed you know a big on sustainability and yep. so that's that's about as well the brand isn't it the power of the, the brand and using yep. that um, uh, but coming back to to your point there I, I, I don't think for the majority of customers uh, that's going to be particularly relevant mm. uh, have to be be honest mm. so um, you know so it, it's, it's a valid point I, I think it could affect some customers that, that perhaps are on Microsoft because you know they, they've Perhaps got um, um, some workloads there that might be relevant for themselves, um, but I don't see that being particularly relevant for in the majority of cases. And and what struck me as well, listening to the, the keynotes and and wider in the Britfit story as well, 
So SAP are, are selling this kind of a, you know, your, your S4 core on the cloud, and then you've got BTP around that. In a, in a way, that that replicates the kind of hyperscalers anyway, because you, if you you take AWS for example, that's exactly the model that you've got, mm. just using AWS tools instead of uh, SAPs integrating with the core. I think there's an opportunity here for for customers to to have choice. Mm. There there are multiple routes here. Um, business technology platform, I think, should be promoted a lot more within SAP. There's some really good uh, offerings in the marketplace. Um, but also you can use that in, in uh, you know, alongside really the capabilities of the hyperscaler. Mm. There's an opportunity to use the cloud native services and microservices uh, capabilities of, of the hyperscaler um, to take advantage as well as some of the capabilities around um, um, containers and, and Kubernetes, et cetera. So take advantage of the capabilities from a broader point of view and use that alongside SAP's business technology platform. The SAP, uh, there's an opportunity to, to, to leverage both, uh, depending on the, the use case. And I think that was the point that you were making at the beginning, yeah. Vincent, around, um, around BTP. It's, it's not just about multiple options commercial options for how you move to cloud it's that once you're in cloud you now have multiple routes for innovation not just through your erp supplier so sap in this instance but but also through 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 the cloud platform and and through you know just as part of the you know industry 4.0 connected business there can be many many more integration points into and I think it, it's it's clear where the, the strategy is from an SAP point of view that that um, and a lot of the S, a lot of the SIs are sort of coming in behind this clean core, you know, mm. ERP um, digital core, and then and then and then all the the satellite points that are coming in 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 and around that. And I, and I think from a customer point of view, it opens up much more flexibility and option rather than being stuck in with a with a single single supplier. And I think that. <laughs> That's going to be unavoidable for, for, for SAP's point of view going forward. And presumably one of the reasons this is so important to them is that their central part of that conversation is, is where they right. want to be. Yeah, yeah, you, 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 you're right in the centre of the game. I mean, Vince, you, you were prior to where, you, you know, Neptune, you, you were at, uh, at Deloitte, you were, you know, and b- before that in Accenture where we both worked. But, you know, you, you, um, you, you picked right up on that, that BTP essence right at the beginning. And I, I'd imagine that's your in terms of your background and experience, you can see exactly where that's going. Yeah, no, definitely. So, so I've always, I mean, I suppose the last several years kind of been in the experience design innovation style space. So coming in through, you know, Leonardo that was in SAP Cloud Platform and now BTP. And even even now, I mean, I still hear Leonardo mentioned in discussions, and but um, I still hear people from SAP who, who, who cannot properly articulate what BTP offers and really mm. the value that it can give to a customer. So there's just, you know, there is such a huge opportunity there to help customers understand what they have as part of the BTP portfolio and how best to use it. it it's you know, something that should be taken advantage of, not only for SAP's um, benefits and SAP's purposes, but also for the customers. I mean, um, <coughs> Ben mentioned um, innovation. Right? I mean, mm. with IBTP, you really can't lead on that innovation journey and find and find true business value in your organization. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And it does... It, uh, it does me wonder whether the customer success uh, manager role there 
it, it is to enable that to to be that conduit to help customers you know understand the value that can be leveraged and and help customers to do that i mean the biggest challenge i find is that you don't know what you don't know so it's very difficult for a customer to visualize or imagine what could be done with the technology until they see a use case which is pretty similar to the challenge they've got um and really the challenge for sap is you know imagining and understanding how it can be applied and and how they can overcome existing business challenges open up new markets have new business models all of those things so that that role is going to be pretty central in a way although it's not billed as a sales job it is quietly uh, going to be absolutely key to them building and growing their business and I, and i think you know we've we've also we're also coming off the back of you know we've probably seen five years of technology change in the last year because of covid i mean the last time we spoke we were probably we were in the love yeah. of lockdown yeah. and and you know it's forced technology te- technological innovation you know just because of the change in working practices and and the change in purchasing practices and and it's forced companies and it's brought technology change and business change together um in in quite a unique way i think over the last year yeah i mean there was obviously at the opening uh of the conference was uh, a rather somber kind of um, look back over the last uh, 12, 18 months. And, and I think the, the SAP user group have done a huge job, actually, of engaging with their members in a new way. There was lots of talk about survey, about what do you want as customers. Um, we've seen uh, Simon with Thrive and the, and the, the mental health or mental awareness uh, campaign. We've seen a lot more training, a lot of focus on training. But that's what, going to be one issue that that, that, that is there. Mikhail picked up on it as well in terms of partners needing to, um, you know, ensure that their consultants are certified. And it and it does as as somebody that's been around a little while, uh, it does remind me of the kind of mid to to late nineties where you know um, it it was a badge of honour to go through um, the SAP Academy. You know, you become a certified SAP consultant. Uh, you know, those things were really, really important. And I think that kind of lost its way. And I'm wondering now whether we're going to see a, a more of an emphasis and a focus back on that. Yeah, certification, training, and, and also resources. Mm. Um, you know, as as Jonathan said at the beginning, you know, 75% of SAP customers still to to make that move to S4. I mean, I think Mikhail said 43,000 ECC customers around the world. That's the, a huge amount of resource that's going to be needed over the next over the next few years. And I think in the UK in particular, it's going to be interesting to see where that that mid tier space comes from now, from from an SI point of view. You know, with with the acquisitions of Eden House and um, Agility Works and. Key tree. Key tree, thank you. And um, uh, no, intelligence and, and passes. Intelligence, you know, yeah, N- yeah. NTT, I got there in the end. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's interesting to look for, for, for me to look around the, the stands and at, at the SIs and, and see, you know, the different directions that some of them are coming for, but clearly going after that space to, you know, to, you know, one one level down from the, the big four yeah. uh, to, to go after that, um, you know, that, that mid-tier implementation space. But you mentioned customer numbers, around 43,000 customers. It's actually quite encouraging to hear that over the last year, SAP's you know signed up three, what is three hundred or just over three hundred new customers on, on, onto the SAP platform yeah. within the UK. Mm. So that to me, that is really encouraging. Yeah. yeah, and presumably the new customers are going straight to straight to S four. Yeah, 
I, I think um, yeah, that you haven't been you haven't been able to buy ECC six as a new customer for quite some time now. It's straight straight into S four, which kind of makes sense, and you, you know, one would imagine it's straight into a Rise deal as well, which would make probably more sense for a new customer going in that uh, space. I'm conscious of time. Um, this was meant to be a brief kind of overview, but you know, what, what are your final final thoughts, Vincent? As yeah, I mean, um, like I just said, to be you know, really promising. Um, the new um, the new customer base that has come in within the UK, especially you know, coming out of what is now almost a two year um, you know, lockdown slash pandemic, mm. is um, very promising indeed, and kind of has kind of sets the UK up and sets partner community up within the UK for um, success in the years ahead. Perfect. Um, from my point of view, if I put my ex-materia hat on for a moment, um, we haven't talked about it today, but but data, mm. um, you know, data change, um, data management, yeah. I think they're going to be huge topics as, as customers move from premise to cloud, as they move from ECC to S4, um, you know, all the business change that's been driven by covid divestments you know push for resilience um i think i think there's there's you know in 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 an sap space that's much more um much more exciting than maybe it was sort of seven ten years ago you know there's a lot happening um and you can see that you can see the energy out there in the Mm. you know in in the keynote this morning and and out on on the exhibition floor it's it's an exciting place to be at the moment yeah that's a really good point as well because we all focus on um I say like moving moving to, uh, to to S4. People think it's like moving house, and it, you know it doesn't begin and end of the day you physically move. You start a long time beforehand, and data, data optimization, archiving, you know, all of those things are really really important. The customers really need to be focusing on well ahead of any move. Mm. I'm not sure when we all started in working in SAP. I was I was late nineties and probably a little bit before. Um, and you know, but but we've been through cycles since then. And I remember on my first project talking to to other, I was at PwC at the time, and talking to other graduates, thinking, well, you know, what's going to happen when customers start moving off SAP? And actually, you know, twenty two, three, four years later, that hasn't happened. Mm. And it's, you know, there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot still to come. I think. Yeah, absolutely, Jonathan. Yeah. So, morning, I think it's been really insightful. Um, I think what has really sort of struck me is the importance of partners mm. going forward um i think partners have got a massive role uh, in this so so that, that that's one thing and, and sap really need help from from partners and our customers to help um build out the new strategy and yeah. and i think you know we we talked about data mm. and that's really something that is has really sort of sprung to my mind actually from conversations with customers that they really want to be able to make decisions that are data driven mm. um, rather than something that say intuition you know um, mm. and so I think uh, where S- where I'd like to see SAP playing more uh, uh, um, influence is where they can help customers develop that data driven enterprise because that's what that's what a lot of customers are asking for here and I think that's something that partners can help with as well and play a big big role in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a key takeaway. As a partner, as an SI, uh, or I'm working for one. Um, yeah, they, they, that's coming over loud and clear. The need to invest, need to invest in new young talent that, that is properly trained, um, and in new technologies, and and also 
the world's changed, hasn't it? And I think uh, when we probably attended this 15 years ago, there were you know a fewer number of much bigger SIs that were trying to do it wall to wall. If you look around the conference hall now, you'll see you know hundreds of smaller businesses each doing their own thing very very well and partnerships being formed between those businesses as you know ben and I, you we've worked together jonathan and I, you know worked together vincent you know, i'm sure we will be working together we've yeah. worked in the past so i think that that community uh, it goes right back to the the opening really for where craig mentioned that sense of community in, in the ecosystem so look I, I like i like that part this morning about about young talent that 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 is part of the sap you know what sap strategy in the uk um when I started out, you know, all the graduates coming into the to the big four were, were moving into SAP, and we I think we almost got away with that as away away from that as as customers started doing more, you know, out, outsourcing, and and mm. you know the big four themselves started moving more towards you know an, an offshore model. Um, I would love to see that as part of part of you know the, this S four wave, you know, graduates coming back into SAP and a lot of a lot a lot of new people coming into this. I think that would be a a really nice development. Yeah, I think um, I, I think we went through a period, didn't we? Sort of around two thousand and seven, maybe it was the the, the the financial crash. But you know, there were a number of years where you kind of looked at it and thought, well, what's actually happening with SAP? Where is it going? I, I'm not really sure. Is that it? You know, it's now become a a very good application, but it's just going to carry on like it is. So I think where we are today from where we were there uh, is a, a, a light years away. But uh, I think yeah, a lot of um, optimism for a lot of young people out there to to get trained up in 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 what's been a, you know a very a very good career it's been, certainly been good to all of us here uh, we've been, made our our, our our lives careers around sap so that's the unifying factor isn't it yeah well gentlemen um, i know i stand between you and lunch so thank you very much indeed uh for the uh the, the time and um, we'll get back to the rest of the uh the conference thank you very much indeed thank you thanks Jim. thank you